Welcome to the All About Digital Marketing podcast. The show all about digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing. Brought to you by Socialink, a digital marketing agency specializing in social media and content marketing for brave brands and forward thinking SMEs. I'm your host, Chris Bruno. And as always, we're here to bring you the most actionable tips, tricks, tools, and insights to help you achieve more when it comes to your digital marketing. Subscribe to the show and be sure to share with a friend if you found something useful or interesting. You can find all the show notes and more information on www.allaboutdigitalmarketing.co.uk. Maggie, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So Maggie, you're the marketing manager at ShockLogic. Um, for anybody who doesn't know about ShockLogic and who doesn't know about Maggie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the company? Yes. So I am originally from Perth in Western Australia and now based in London. And I have quite a background in film. So before I came to London, I was working as a video editor at the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Uh, and then in 2011, I decided to make the big move to London. And I spent a few years freelancing as a video editor over here. And then I was asked to work on some videos for ShockLogic. And close to seven years later, I'm still with ShockLogic and I'm managing marketing and design. So a little bit about ShockLogic. So we are a supplier to the events industry and we provide different uh, technology solutions for event organizers and associations. So basically to help them take some of the pressure off when they're organizing events so they can focus on their attendees instead of all the management and organizing stuff. So some of the stuff that we do is registration and ticketing for events. We do access control, uh, various exhibition software, mobile apps. And now because of my background, we are providing digital marketing to some of our clients. So in the form of video, for example. Um, And this industry is really cool because we have such a wide range of events that we work with. So one day it could be a medical conference. Another day it could be an electronic music festival. So, yeah, it's really interesting to market to these different people. That, so, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Niching down without niching down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well, let me take back a little bit there because you were talking about mm-hmm. the background in film. Um, and obviously yeah. for all us marketers everywhere uh, and for all those people who are starting a business or are currently, you know, the small team or a startup storytelling is such a vital part of everything we do. And I'm guessing with a background in video, it's going to have been a massive part of everything that you've done as well. Can you talk us through your your thoughts on, on storytelling for business? Yes, absolutely. So I feel like our story for our company is what helps us to Uh, stand out. So we are a family-run business. Uh, We have a father and son and a lot of people are related. So it's, it's, that's definitely a big selling point that we're talking to real people. Definitely sets us apart from our um, competitors. If you check our like social media, you will see 
real photos of the real team out and about and supporting all the events. Um, we also make sure that we don't just uh, take a sales pitch on our social media platforms. So we like to share industry knowledge. We're also focusing on topics for 2020 that are not necessarily for our industry, so we can branch out into different fields. Um, for example, our CEO is really into well-being and mindfulness and meditation, so he actually spoke about that at some events. So um, I'm finding that's a really good angle for us because we're meet- reaching more people that we might not necessarily reach. Okay, that's awesome. And in terms of sort of your, uh, your history and, and what you've done in the past, mm-hmm. how important would you say it is for, for companies or for anyone out there listening uh, to start incorporating that storytelling? Because what you've talked about there, I think, is hugely important. The people behind the business, it doesn't matter if you're a B2B organization or a B2C, it's all about people and it's all about people buying into other people. Um, so how important would you say that is for, for small businesses and startups today to actually embrace who they are, to showcase who they are and to really give that real image of, of, of who they are online when it comes to their marketing? Absolutely. I think it's really important. Um, people like to work with people and build relationships. Uh, and if they know who they're talking to, I think, and it's, it's, a, it's a nice team member and people say, oh yeah, the Shot Logic team are really nice and we see what they're up to. We see it. We go out and people say to us, oh, I saw, you know, John was here or there and traveling around and it, it's real. Um, I think it gives us that personal edge over some of our competitors who are huge and they might use, you know, stock photos, just, you know, the boardroom or something. <laughs> That's not very relatable. So I think, yeah, the story of people that want to work with people yeah, and build I, relationships. I couldn't agree more. Uh, people like people who are like people. I can't remember the exact, yeah. uh, the exact phrase, but it's <laughs> something along those lines. Um, okay, cool. So when it comes to your social media, what for you is the most important aspect of what you're currently doing uh, to showcase the company to really kind of give people the right impression? So we are focusing on lots of um, team videos. So we recently did a little campaign about well-being in our industry and we, I, we spoke to different team members and they kind of did their own video and spoke about um, things that they do to uh, relieve some of the stress that they might feel in this industry. Um, and we, so then people will see who are real, you know, what we're really facing, what we're doing, get to know our team. And then through these videos, we then wrote a blog um, and just created a lot more content just off the back of those videos and had some good engagement as well. So that's, I think the video strategy is definitely um, what we're focusing on, on our social media at the moment. So so I want to pick up on one thing that you mentioned there, and this is something that we tell all our clients and we try and hopefully get this message across and a lot of our guests have as well. One video actually can create a load of content for you. Um, and I think this is something that's really important to reiterate this idea of repurposing content from, for example, having a longer format interview to then having shorter clips of that interview, uh, whether that then gets rewritten up into a blog, whether that's transcribed. This is huge. I mean, creating that initial 
pillar content, as it were, and then creating all the, 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 the variations of that. I'm, I'm guessing that plays a big part in your, your day to day as well for, for the marketing BAM and especially for the video strategy. Absolutely. Yes. So this one video can, as you said, create a lot more content. Um, but for us with the video strategy, we never go in without lots of planning. So we'll always, even if we're talking to a team member, we'll already have in our heads kind of what we want from them and write scripts. So I think for us, that really helps us to make sure we focus on the content that we want to be putting out there. So I would say, yeah, all that preparation beforehand, which from my background is what I learned and what I'm teaching um, to my team, how to write a script and a storyboard, for example. So yeah, I think they're really good tools. So the, the old expression, fail to prepare and you prepare to fail, couldn't be truer. Exactly. Or I like over-prepare and go with the flow. <laughs> that one as <laughs> um, well. <laughs> well, I, I think it's completely right. And actually, there's a lot of people as well that um, try and wing certain things when it comes to videos and then they're not necessarily ready for it or they're not necessarily sure on what they're trying to say. Um, and it can be very difficult. Um, but actually, that brings me on to a nice sort of uh, pivot there. But do you guys ever find yourselves doing live videos using the power of social media, things like Facebook or Insta or anything else to go live and to showcase where you're at and the events and what you're doing and what the team's up to? A little bit, but we do tend to do more photos live, a lot of um, posting with photos, some videos, maybe little clips, yes. But um, we do like to then, as coming from an editing background, I love to be able to edit things. So we do often come back and, and work on those videos. Um, but yeah, if we're at an event, we would, we would stream, for example, um, we do educational sessions where some of our team members speak. So if that was on, we would definitely do like a live stream. Makes people feel like they're part of the action for sure. Okay, that's interesting. And in terms of, so getting all this video content out and stuff, um, from your point of view, what sort of social media channels are the ones that are really working to help you guys drive engagement and also leads, obviously? Yeah, so we use Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn for videos and it, it seems to do well across all of these platforms. Lots of views, lots of engagement. Yeah, especially when we tag certain people on Facebook that are in the videos that gives a lot more engagement. Um, but yeah, I would say all platforms for me, video, it's probably okay. the best engagement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. So uh, yeah. what, if you had to choose a favorite personal, for personal reasons, a favorite social media network, which one would it be? For me personally, Instagram <laughs> is for me, definitely. Um, I'm definitely a visual person. Um, Instagram stories, uh, photos. Um, but as a company, we are B2B. So we're not focusing on Instagram so much, but it could be something that we are going to start using as well. Something to think about. Okay. That's interesting. So we had, um, recently I interviewed or had a great conversation with, uh, Xenia, the CEO of Planable. Um, mm -hmm. and funny enough, her personal selection was exactly the same as yours. And for pretty much the same reasons. So it was quite interesting to, uh, to hear that in terms of the visual side of things, liking to see the, uh, the striking images, yeah. et cetera. So 
it's good to see that, uh, that we're not alone in these things, that we all like the, uh, the, the, the same sort of platforms for the same sort of reasons. <laughs> um, yes. Okay, so for B2B businesses out there then, how would you recommend that they approach it when it comes to, again, we're talking about B2B, but we have mentioned it and we're talking about, you know, it's people that buy people. So how would you recommend mm-hmm. for a small business or a startup for them to really start engaging with other human beings, other people out there, uh, even though they are focused on B2B? Yes. So I would recommend identifying perhaps some topics that um, you are experts in or some knowledge that you'd like to share and focus on, we tend to kind of choose a couple per year. So it could be an industry trend that's quite big that year and decide, okay, we're going to have some discussions about this or we're going to create content um, about this. So for example, last year with the big GDPR, the regulation that came in, um, we actually created our own story about GDPR and we created characters and we did this all within my team. Um, it was a really cute little book to make GDPR less scary and less boring. We kind of had a story about people facing GDPR in their company. And then we use this as a digital thing. We made video out of it. So yeah, we just identified, okay, this year, everyone's going to be talking about GDPR. Let's jump on this. So it wasn't necessarily something we were an expert in before we started, but we chose that as our topic for the year or for six months and researched and created this bit of content. So yeah, I think that would be something that I think everyone can do. Okay. That's interesting actually. So if would you say sort of you're getting involved in the conversation? So you know that this is going to be a big conversation. You know, it's going to be everywhere. You know, everyone's going to be talking about it. So getting involved into that conversation gives you that additional exposure and a point of difference and a way to stand out, but also just to basically help showcase who you, cause I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing it directly, sorry, it indirectly impacts a lot of what you guys do in terms of the technology behind everything, you know, mail lists from guests and attendees. When, where did they sign up? How did they sign up? Did they opt in? Did they give you express permission to email them afterwards, et cetera? Um, but in yes. the sense of, you know, you're not selling any service that's directly relating to GDPR or, or any kind of thing like that. So what, what's the premise behind it in terms of jumping in and getting involved in these conversations? Yeah. So firstly, we look like a trusted company because we know we're talking about this subject. Um, It gives us, I think, a lot more dimensions as a company than just talking about event technology. Um, When we go to a lot of events and there's educational programs, there's always the standard what's coming up in event technology kind of sessions and it gets a bit boring. So we're like, okay, let's talk about something a bit different. But then, as you said, we can relate it back. So it will be maybe about digital marketing or um, how to run a small business and inspire your team. So it's they're topics that we can relate back to our company, building trust, again, getting to know our people. 
That's interesting because it's not focusing at all on the sales pitch, which exactly. is actually probably remarkably nice and refreshing for so many people. Yes, exactly. Um, because they're not just getting pitched that. They're not just getting that kind of usual, we do this, we do that. This is why you should use us. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's definitely how we try to stand out. Okay, that's awesome. I like that. Um, okay, so in terms of for an events company, so let's say that we're – we have a small events company that's trying to start up or that have just recently started up. They've started doing these little events. What are the key things for them uh, that you think really helps those companies to actually build and to be able to scale the business and what they're trying to do? Yeah, I guess uh, going to the right events, definitely networking, doing your research. Uh, for example, we've, we identify who the influencers are on, on our, in our social media. Uh, we have a hashtag called hashtag event profs. So we would be very important to follow that and to see what's going on. Um, so, yeah, I think that's definitely a big tip, identifying the hashtag for your industry. Um, watch that, see what's going on. Join the conversation, as you said, and start um, putting your name out there in that way. I'm glad to you say that. Not just watch it, but actually join the conversation. Yes, definitely. This is something where I think a lot of people fall down, unfortunately, on this side of things where they watch and watch and watch and are hoping for miracles to happen on their own content, but they don't actually take the, the steps to necessarily become part of a bigger conversation or somebody else's conversation. Um, and there was a really good example that came up on, on a previous episode where we were talking about Kentucky Fried Chicken. Now, KFC sell chicken nothing wow, um, but they have an absolutely phenomenal team working behind their UK um, Twitter channel. Mm -hmm. And they actually called out all their competitors in a tweet, tagging them all in it properly. And to the point where I think they had left out Domino's. So they had covered Mickey D's and Burger King and a few others, Pizza Hut or something like that. Mm -hmm. And Domino's team actually replied to that post by saying, I think you forgot about us <laughs> to try and get back into the conversation. <laughs> but again, it's, it's this idea that there's nothing, there's nothing to be scared about getting involved. And it's not because it's a competitor who's having that conversation or another company or whatever it is. It's an industry wide conversation. It's a conversation where if you can add value to it, you're adding value to an audience and those obviously the audience's potential clients. Would you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. Um, and if you have people in your company, it doesn't have to be your sales team or your marketing team who want to be out there and speaking, um, great. <laughs> so that's what we've now, we've actually got too many people now that, oh, I want to be, you know, out there speaking, um, which I think is a great position to be in because often when we get the camera out in the office, it gets avoided. <laughs> so it's just identifying <laughs> um, who are these team members that want to be the voice of the company and are happy to be in front of the camera? <laughs> so I think that's quite interesting how that changes mm. over, over time, how that changes from, um, no, I, I, I don't really want to do that. I'm not sure about that. Um, and then suddenly once you've done it once, twice, three times, and then you're like that, this is awesome. I like this. I enjoy this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes need a little push. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's cool. So if we talked about, uh, in general terms, we, you know, we, for us on this show, what we want to try and do is give as much insight and as much 
advice as possible to anyone out there that's starting, no matter what sort of uh, stage they're in. What would you say are the key digital marketing, either channels or techniques, for, for lack of a better word, that you would say are really, really important to focus on right now? So, for example, it could be, you know, building your mail list, creating funnels, uh, creating video content, social media, how you distribute, whatever it might be. But from your point of view, what do you think is the most, uh, the most important or something that people should really be concentrating on today? Yes. Um, so in terms of social media, I would say if you're a small company, don't try and put something out on every channel. Um, pick a couple of channels that you know you can do well and focus on producing great content for those channels. Um, if you don't have the resources, don't try and put out Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, Snapchat posts all at once because you will the quality will not be as good because you will be trying to put out too much content. So I think definitely pick a couple of channels um, that work for you personally. I don't want to say you must use this channel. Um, having said that, though, uh, we are using LinkedIn a lot um, as a sales and marketing tool. Uh, just the engagement is incredible. Um, we get the most likes and shares via LinkedIn accounts compared to any, any other platform. So I think, um, working on your LinkedIn posts for sure. I think people don't do this enough as a company. That's interesting. Actually, the LinkedIn, um, the LinkedIn angle, cause you're right. A lot of people get, uh, distracted by the shiny new thing mm. or they heard Gary V on a video yeah. talking about TikTok. So they've now signed exactly. up for TikTok and they're trying to create new content. And like you mentioned, it's not that one is right for, for everybody or that that's wrong or anything else, but it is definitely about having that balance of you're better off creating amazing content for a tiny audience on one platform. But that audience is really engaged, believes in who you are, what you do, is sharing, engaging, getting involved in that conversation than basically, you know, scattergun approach of throwing anything and everything up anywhere and then just hoping that something sticks somewhere along the line. Exactly. And that's the same goes for people who think, oh, I need to, you know, increase my followers. I'm going to purchase followers. It's just pointless. It's much better to have a s small audience who, as you said, are really engaged, part of the conversation, um, quality over quantity, for sure. Absolutely. It's actually, it's, um, I think it was Seth Godin that talks about it in one of his latest books, but it's all about the minimum viable audience. So the same way as we look at product and we say, let's get out the MVP, let's get out the minimum viable product so that we can get it to market and get some feedback. But the exact same is true for your audience. You know, having a hundred people that really believe in what you do and that share that and that talk to other people about it in a really emphatic and enthusiastic way is worth having a million fake followers, which eventually ends up equating to zero leads, zero sales, zero revenue. And ultimately, unfortunately, um, no money in the bank, which usually is a bad thing at the end of the month. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. So. We've looked at this and we talked about the, the minimum viable audience. We've talked about obviously, you know, keeping it in line with who you are, what you do, limiting what you're going to do to make sure that you can keep creating quality. 
Would you say that obviously from your background, uh, I'm guessing you're a little bit biased towards video potentially. Um, but in terms of that, are you guys using, you know, the, the standard kind of funnel systems to get people through? Are you, are you building this business in, in, in the same sort of traditional methods or are you guys doing things slightly different, trying to have more conversations one-to-one or at events or things like that? Just to give people an idea of what sort of, uh, what sort of techniques they can use and how they can kind of get themselves out there. Yeah. So a big focus for us is definitely, uh, trade shows where we'll have our stand and our marketing and sales team on. Um, we definitely, we've got one coming up in a couple of weeks. We do a lot of research beforehand and we do email campaigns, uh, targeted ones to specific types of client. Um, and when we are at these events, we will then have in-depth conversations with these people to really get to know them and understand them and make sure we, if we do add them to a mailing list, we will put them we do put filters on people. So when we do send out um, communications, we know, okay, this person is based in the UK. So I will send them info about something in the UK or um, they're this type of company. We won't sell to them about something that's not relevant. So I think, yeah, these trade shows, really getting to know what people want and need, that's been a, a really good source for us for getting new leads in. Interesting. I like that. And obviously, especially within the events industry itself, whereby, you know, the events itself is kind of the, the big thing, the big part of it. Exactly. Um, I think that's really interesting. Do you, do you see that being the same in lots of industries still today? Or do you think that there's certain industries that have kind of outgrown the, the, the event or the trade show kind of style? Yeah, I mean... I don't think we're outgrowing events and trade shows because going back to people like people, um, people are still attending events. People are still, you know, people still go to the cinema. People still go to concerts, even though we can watch everything at home. So I don't think, um, yeah, I don't think that's changing. I think we still want the human contact for sure. Okay. No, I like that. I, I, to be honest with you, I haven't been to to as many trade shows um, and I've seen sort of, changes to certain to certain events and especially around tech yes um where the space i think moves so quickly and things are changing and developing so quickly but i feel like there's been more of a shift towards smaller events that are a bit more niche within even even already niche down but niches within niches as it were rather than the big big events that you used to have where you know you'd end up with five thousand people walking around for three days uh, desperately trying not to get lost and to try and find a coffee. Um, yes. and, and I've seen that kind of shift happen, but are, are you guys seeing something similar as well in, uh, across different industries? Yeah. So we actually, um, put on our own event a couple of weeks ago where we just had 20 clients. So it was a very small event in a small room. Um, and we spoke about technology and we got these clients to submit maybe some challenges that they were having doesn't have to be about shock logic, could be anything in the industry to do with marketing and tech. And it was really valuable, um, really good conversations um, tailored to exactly what, as you said, quite a niche thing, completely tailored to what they were after. So yeah, you're right. There is definitely, these more focused, um, smaller events as well. So yeah, and there's a lot of uh, hybrid events as well 
we're seeing so a lot of events um, might have a big trade show but then there'll be quite a big online presence as well so people who are um, joining remotely so I see that as well happening. You, you pick, I'm going to pick up on something you just said there that I find really really interesting and fascinating and I think again massive thing that people miss uh, and it's such a big opportunity but you've just mentioned there you know having a small almost round table type event where you've you've pre-selected certain clients to come along and you've asked them in advance to give you some insight into what the things are that they're struggling with which is enormous because one it's the best possible insight for for you as a business or for us when we ask our clients you know what are you struggling with or even our audience online what are you struggling with we get to understand what the masses or the consensus is you know if multiple people say they're struggling with x then the chances are there's a there's actually a, a niche there there's a there's a certain requirement there's a problem that needs solving and i think this is something that we we find a lot, especially with startups and especially with tech startups at the early stages where a founder or multiple founders have had the idea in their head for so long of what they wanted to build that they sometimes forget that actually the only people that really matter in general terms um, is actually the clients who are going to use it at the end of the day. So what an amazing way to actually do that, bringing 20 people together in one room, asking them in advance what they want and, and then actually being able to, to go through that with them and get that immediate feedback loop, even for yourselves, as you start to sort of understand better or understand in more detail what it is that they're actually struggling with. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely uh, a new one for us, but it worked really well. So I think we'll be doing something like that again soon. Yeah, it sounds awesome. I like the sound of that. Um, Okay, so penultimate question for you then, Maggie. Um, what's the biggest single piece of advice you'd give to anyone out there who's uh, either struggling with their digital marketing, just starting out with their digital marketing? What's the biggest piece of advice you can give them? Hmm. One piece of advice. Put you on the spot there. Yeah. Um, I would say, as I mentioned before, identify, for example, the social medias um, you're going to focus on. And... If you're going to get into video, buy a lapel mic. This is going to be my one big piece of advice. So audio needs to be good on your videos. So I was about to ask, is that, is that just a piece of advice or is that a little bit of a pet hate there, the way that came out? <laughs> I mean, it's very simple. It's, it's, a, it's um, yeah. So I know we do subtitles now on, on lots of videos, but um, if you're going to record a video, you need to think about the sound that's coming out as well, not just what you're seeing. So you can get a cheap mic and plug that straight into your iPhone and it will improve your video quality by a lot. I couldn't agree more. And whilst I'm talking to you, I have a pair of just normal JBL headphones in to do this conversation with you. Um, we're recording two streams separately for the podcast. And at the same time, I have my Shaw lapel mic plugged into my iPhone, separately recording everything that I'm saying from my end to make sure that we get a half decent version of my, what I'm saying as well at the same time. So I am a hundred percent behind you on that. Yes. And it's, it's actually one of the one things that's a real shame with iPhones and everything like that, because we can literally record 4k quality imagery with our phones but yet the sound is absolutely shocking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and it is a real shame. Um, Maggie, okay, so where can people find you? Where can people find Shock Logic online if they want to get in touch? 
Yeah, so you can follow us on Twitter at ShockLogic or our website www.shocklogic.com or you can also email us at info at shocklogic.com. Fantastic. Well, listen, Maggie, thank you so much for, for the call and the conversation today. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, here's to uh, a lot more events going on and a lot more technology to help those events. Yes. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. The All About Digital Marketing podcast is brought to you by Social Inc., a distributed digital marketing agency specialized in delivering results through online campaigns. Whether it's content marketing, social media marketing, online advertising or web design, we've got you covered from strategy through to delivery. If you're struggling with your digital marketing, get in touch today by simply visiting www.socialinc.co.